Hello, and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I am your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 119. Today, let's talk about foraging. Um, What you can forage for, um, mundane stuff that you can use, that you get out of your yards, fields, pastures, forest parks, whatever. And also ingredients for your magical practice that you can find out in the wild. And when I say in the wild, this could totally be your backyard, the city park, or wherever you can get out and get into nature. Before we start, let's do a little smoke clearing. I am going to use uh, some Yerba Santa today to clear out some shitty vibes I got going on today. Um, Raise the vibe a little, okay? Hang on. I really like the smell of Yerba Santa. I know I've done, done an episode, um, like give you some information about it, but it used to be used for consumption or TB back in the day. Um, another word or name for Yerba Santa is consumption weed, I believe. <laughs> so anyway, I am uh, smoke clearing myself, my area, just did the mic and my cards and my computer and I thought I would do this today so the cards I only kind of cleared them because I used them a little bit ago but now I'm gonna burn a little mugwort little mugwort to bring in some intuitive energy and to open myself up for the card pull that I am going to do. Because this episode is going to be about herbs and plants, I thought it'd be cool to pull a card from the Witch's Kitchen Oracle deck. So, here we go. Let's give her a little shuffle. I love these. They have cool, like, silver edging. All right, let's go ahead and cut three times. One, two, Three, and I'm asking this dick to show us this deck. Sounds like I said dick. Um, this deck, <laughs> what we need to know for this week to survive is good. All right. I love this. Oh, God. I was, yeah, I'm just glad to get a good card. Okay. This week is Rose. I love Rose. I know I'm a basic bitch, but I use roses a lot in my magic. So, Rose is for romance, self-love, bringing that um, special feeling of um, self-worth and things like that into and beauty into your magic. You can use it for glamour magic. You can use rose for self-love spells. I love putting rose petals in my bath. Um, A simple uh, self-care or self-love bath is a little bit um, like, I don't know, a third of cup of... Um, 
powdered milk. I love using powdered whole milk in my bath and then sprinkling some rose petals or whatever else you've got that you want to put in there. But I love rose petals in my um, self-love bath. So I'm thinking this just means we need to pour some of that love into our lives this week. Focus on what makes our hearts just feel full, whether that's with your family, your partner, yourself, your fur babies. Definitely do some self-love stuff though. And um, yeah, Rose is just so beautiful. I love her because she's gorgeous and she smells absolutely intoxicating, but she has thorns. She's also protective. You can use the thorns of roses in your protection magic as well. And it's one of my favorite herbs to work with. So I'm really glad that she showed up today in our card reading. So for Mother's Day, my daughter uh, went with me and we went foraging. Now I'm renaming it pillaging and let me tell you why. So we had planned doing this after lunch and I had told my husband, hey, Maddie and I are going to go for foraging out in the horse pasture. And he's like, okay, whatever. And continued to do whatever he was doing. He forgot and he looked at me and goes, hey, when are you guys going pillaging? <laughs> I said, pillaging? You mean foraging? And he's like, yeah, whatever. Same thing. I'm like, well, not really. One's a little more respectful as far as the meaning of the word. <laughs> than pillaging um but uh I just it stuck and now Maddie and I have decided that when we go foraging it is no longer called foraging it is pillaging with respect but we're pillaging (laughs) so anyway we went foraging and we found so many amazing finds um we found glass bottles jars that were in like a place in the in the pasture where someone had just like dumped a bunch of trash or something there was like lots of wood and posts and things and then in the midst of all that was was some glass so we picked up that we picked up trash um I like to be able to give back to the land if we're going to take from it so um we picked up trash along our way we went really far up in the hills and I'm still feeling it today in my legs and my ass like I'm way out of shape. <laughs> anyway, I kind of wanted to talk about foraging. Um, some like, I don't know, best practices, things like that, that I like to follow. So first of all, um, I like to have a designated foraging bag or pillaging bag, if you will. Um, it's just a canvas bag. It's one of those, you can get it, uh, get them like at the grocery store or for groceries. It's just a little canvas bag. I have cleansed it and blessed it and that is a a magical vessel basically to carry the things that I find um, that I want to include into my witchcraft practice or if I'm foraging for actual food I definitely want those blessed as well so anyway I have a blessed canvas bag (laughs) and then um, I like to carry scissors um, a knife and then I do carry a couple jars, some little baggies and things like that. And I put them in there as well. The jars are for things that are going to poke me. So if I pick up some cactus spines or thorns or something like that, I, I want to be able to have something that I can put them in and then put them in the bag and not have them like poke me through the canvas while I'm walking. Um, I like to also carry little fertilizer spikes you know those little I don't know they're about the size of a match and um, you can get them like I get them at Baumgars um, or Menards whatever you got 
that's close to you, some kind of like home and garden store. And um, I carry those in my little pillaging bag uh, so that I can give back to the land. So if I see, like we came across a huge um, grove of these beautiful um, white flowering bushes. I think they are dogwood. They smell so good. (laughs) But we wanted some of the blossoms to put in some satchels um, for little spell bags. And I wanted an offering to one of my deities that I felt like it really corresponded well with them. And so did Maddie. So we took some and we never take a bunch from one, um, bush. Like we scattered it out. We didn't take more than like a bloom or two or, you know, a little, little bunch of the blooms or two from each bush. And we didn't take that much, but Um, you do, we do leave behind fertilizer spikes, um, around the area just to kind of give back to the plant and say thank you. And I also want to recommend asking the plant. It sounds super hippy dippy, but I approach the plant. Um, I ask it if it would be okay, um, if we would, um, take some blossoms or whatever I'm going to take and I listen for an answer (laughs) and you'll get it intuitively yes or no um I also don't take from plants that there's only one of so if we were out hiking and I saw a flower that I really loved and I really wanted to pick it up for an offering and there was only the one plant I wouldn't take from it I would just appreciate its beauty and move on um because I feel like I don't want to take from something that's already scarce I forgot to mention that you should probably bring some kind of gardening gloves too. Um, I like to wear gloves when I'm going through like junk. (laughs) If I come across like a junk pile, which around here happens, um, I want to have gloves so I can pick up glass um, or nails or anything else like that that I may injure myself. I don't want to get a cut or um, anything like that from from my foraging. (laughs) So I make sure I wear gloves. I also um, do tetanus shots. Like, I think you're supposed to do it like every seven, ten years or something. So I do those just because I'm out in the country and there's barbed wire and metal and nails everywhere. So I get my tetanus shot because I'm accident prone and I do injure myself quite a bit, (laughs) unfortunately. And bring water. Please bring water. Um, if you're going to be out in the heat, bring water. I wear a big, you know, hat most of the time. Totally forgot mine out there on Sunday, but I was wearing sunblock. Um, I Take care of yourself, you know, if you're going to go out in the sun and stuff. I have really sensitive skin, so I burn super easy. So I try very hard to protect my skin. I wear long sleeve shirts, things like that. You can get them like um, UV shirts if you're going to be out in the really hot sun for very long and, and they work really well. I use them when I ride horses because I'll be out there for hours and hours and it just works for me. Another thing that Maddie and I found and I use this so much in my practice. So we're out in the sand hills of western Nebraska and we have a plant called a yucca plant or you might hear them be uh, be called a soapweed. We came across a few that had died. Um, I'm not sure what happened to them because they like they're like the cockroaches <laughs> of plants around here. There can be like a big fire and they burn and they'll come back um, after a fire. But anyway, I found we found some and the roots after they die. The roots are very fibrous. Um, it doesn't look like a root. It looks like a giant ball of like dried up hair or something. <laughs> but 
They're really great for fire starting. Um, putting a little clump of this in the bottom of my cauldron um, to start my my intention fires, things like that is so awesome. And it absorbs things really quickly um, and well. So the little fibers, if you want to like put a, a few drops of essential oils or anything like that onto it and then let it dry when you start your fire, you can, you know, have a beautifully smelling fire and it releases that that scent um, and the intention that that you are working with when you chose that oil when you wanted to soak soak the thing <laughs> anyway but when I find like a, a dead plant like that I always kind of just pause a moment and thank it for being on the earth and living its cycle and that I thank it for um, giving me the the remnants of what the plant was so that I can use it in my magic. The um, the like leaves, I guess, you would say of a soapweed, they can also be used. You can braid them into like cords. You can use the fibers to make baskets. They're super versatile and they're all over the sandhills. So um, I'm not very good with the weaving part, but I remember when we were little kids, <laughs> we were learning about um, traditions, especially native traditions. And honestly, now that I'm an adult, I don't even know if this is true, but we were told to go get a bunch of those um, soapweed or yucca plant leaves and then weave them into a basket. And I remember our teacher showing us how to do that. And honestly, I don't even know if they did that. I just, now that I know how whitewashed our education system here is in the U.S., I don't even know if I should trust half the shit I learned. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> anyway, I really find them very, very useful. I don't make them, I, I don't make baskets or anything out of them, but I do use the leaves a lot for binding things, um, to take the fibers and make like a little cord out of it. If you pick, like hold the leaf in front of you, you can kind of like peel the fibers like string cheese off of it and you can make cord from it, which I find really, really cool. Another thing that we found is we come across pieces of a mule deer um, skeleton. And there wasn't a lot of it left. A lot of times when deer pass away, the coyotes around here, they're scavenger animals. They will like tear them apart and take pieces to eat them. And it sounds disgusting. <laughs> and it is. I, It's gross. But anyway, we came across a very old skeleton. Like this has been um, probably lying there for years. So there was a couple vertebrae. Um, Maddie picked one and I picked one and we used those or I use these as little chime candle holders. Um, a deer spine, especially um, if you can find a white tail one. This one I believe was a, a mule deer because it was a little larger skeleton. Um, but this, you can stick a um, the vertebrae vertical and it's got a hole in it where the spinal cord went and you can put a candle in there and I asked and thanked the deer very much for um, what it left behind on this earth and I promised to use it in a sacred way on my altar. Um, I like deer um, to work with and honor um, like nature. If you work with pan or green man something like that that's that's what I am going to use this one for. I'm probably going to dedicate this particular bone vertebrae to, to that deity. And then the candles that I put in there will be the ones for him.
<laughs> we did have a funny little thing happen. We looked down at one point and we saw all these plants and we were like, ooh, I wonder what these are. And we were thinking about picking them. And I got bit by fire ant, like big giant ant. And I was like, ow, ow, ow. And I saw a whole bunch of them coming at me and Maddie's legs. So we got the hell out of there and respected the ants and the fact that, you know, basically spirit was like, nope, not those. <laughs> so we moved on. We said, okay, cool. And moved the hell on. Not too long after that, we came across the coolest plant I have seen. I mean, I'm a nerd, but that's what I think it was, the coolest damn plant I have seen out in the wild. We found wormwood. Um, and this particular version or flavor of wormwood is called Artemisia campestris. And it's actually like common and widespread in the US, like North, North America. It is really great. Like wormwood to me is great for divination, for opening up your spirit communication abilities, for, you know, divination, card readings, whatever you're going to do that involves those upper chakras. I really, really love this herb to burn or to use in a spell bag to increase those intuitive abilities. And when I got home, I wanted to look about look up more about this plant. And the coolest thing I found, and I had no idea, is that it is uh, a sun. It's bleh. <laughs> okay. It's a it's a widespread species of plants in the sunflower family. What? Like I had no idea that Artemisia, at least this one, was part of that. So anyway. I really liked this plant. We got some of that. Maddie did and I did. There were many different plants um, or bunches of this um, artemisia in the area that we found. So each of us took um, a, a small bit of, of the plant. So, I mean, we found some other little things, some flowers, some really cute um, purple flowers that I never did get the name of. They look like irises and they grow wild everywhere. I remember picking them when we were a kid. We got some um, wild honeysuckle flowers from some plants that grow around here, and I got them specifically for an offering for one of my my altars. Um, what else did we find? Oh, tons of like just like tons and tons. We have wild sage, just um, not white sage, just like prairie sage that grows all over around here, and we picked up a bunch of the dead uh, pieces so that we could like take the dead leaves off of them and use them in like spell bags. You can burn them over a charcoal disc to help cleanse. It's just really, really a great all-purpose type thing. I, a lot of times will put like little bits of it in my spray bottles that I use for cleaners and things like that. Another tip. So if you're going to go out and do some foraging or pillaging <laughs> and you want to be able to know what uh, plants are, if you're going to have cell service, there are a couple apps that I really like. One of them is called, hang on, Leaf Snap, and it's an app that you can get um, for your phone. The other one is called Picture This. And then I like picture mushroom. That way, if you're going to do any kind of shroom hunting, you can identify them and know whether they're going to be poisonous or not. And as always, if you're looking at plants to ingest or to handle, really do your research um, before you're going to ingest anything. Um, just be safe, okay? <laughs> use, use common sense. They say if you smell a plant and it smells like almonds, do not eat it 
put it down. That's actually the smell, I think, of arsenic is what they said. But yeah, if it smells like almonds and you're out in the wild foraging, probably don't eat it. Um, red berries and yellow berries or white berries sometimes are suspicious and can be make you sick. So um, if you have a choice, get the blue ones or the purple ones. <laughs> um, but just be careful when you're foraging to make sure that you are handling the plant properly, that you're not going to like touch something like a stinging nettle and get little welts all over because ow. <laughs> Um, or that you're, um, touching something, getting the plant oil on your fingers and then maybe like rubbing your eye and causing something. So just be very careful when you're handling plants, especially ones that you don't for sure know what they are. So let's talk about some that are good to actually eat. <laughs> um, one of the first ones that you'll see on any list for the most part is going to be cattails. Cattails you can find all over the place. You know, obviously they're going to be near some kind of like um, water source <laughs> for the most part. Um, let me tell you. So um, cattails is one of those like I want to say like in the scouts and stuff, they have you um, eat them. So both the tips and the little white colored bottoms of the stalks, you can eat raw. Um, if you eat like a lot of the, the pulp inside, the like the fiber stuff, it can cause a, a tummy ache. So be careful how much you eat. Um, they're a source of starch. Um, and even the cattail pollen can be mixed with flour and egg to make cattail pancakes. That seems like a lot of work, so nah. If you're into that, though, um, pollen is gathered from the top of the plant in late June and early July. It'll turn your hands yellow. We used to have, like, cattail fights when we were kids. We'd, like, beat each other <laughs> with cattails we would pick. And depending on the time of the year, they'd either blow up. You know, if you've ever played with them at the right time of the year, if you touch them, they'll just start, like, exploding like a, like a, a cotton bomb. <laughs> And then when they're, um, when they have their pollen, you can smack each other across the face and get like yellow marks all over your siblings clothes. So there's that. <laughs> then we got to talk about dandelions. Dandelions are everywhere. Um, the yellow flower, you can, you can like pull that off and eat it raw. There's, it's not going to hurt you. Um, make sure you're washing them. I wash all of my herbs if I'm going to eat them. Um, you can use like a vegetable wash or, or whatever you do. The leaves and roots can also be eaten. Um, eh, the, like the green parts of the plant aren't quite as bitter if you pick them when they're not as old. Um, it can get kind of bitter and icky. <laughs> Um, boiling them is best. You can boil the root and I want to say that's like a detox type, um, tea if you, if you use dandelion root and somebody used, some people use dandelion root tea in place of coffee. Um, I, I've eaten it or drank it, not eaten. I don't eat tea. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I've drank the tea, um, for, um, adrenal and kidney stuff. And I really do like the taste of it. I add like a little bit of raw honey, like local honey into it. And it tastes so, so good. <laughs> I did see something really cool on TikTok. Um, this lady picked a bunch of the flowers, cleaned them, um, rubbed them in, um, I think she rubbed them in an oil and then in like, um, 
an almond flour or something, almond flour uh, dusting. Basically, she made little, like, fried um, dandelions. They were, like, battered them. They were, they look amazing. Like, when she was biting into them, I'm like, I have to do this. So, I, I'm in search of dandelions that haven't been peed on by dogs, which may be kind of hard to find around here. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one I loved picking when we were kids is asparagus. Wild asparagus grows for us, um, like, uh, in, I don't know, like in ditches, <laughs> um, along, um, our fence lines and under trees, things like that. It, um, I'm trying to think of where, like what kind of soil. So it would be like dry soil. So look, look in places where it's not like, super moist, um, no low land or swampy areas usually. Um, but wild asparagus is delicious. I absolutely love it. Get the younger stalks, not something that's super, super tall. Otherwise it's bitter. Um, and if you cut it, um, really close to the ground, a new stalk will just grow up. So that is a fun thing to take your kids to do. When we went to my friend's house, that's what we would do every time we went is go, like in the summertime, we would go get asparagus from uh, the trees. The next one I want to talk about is milk thistle. So this is widespread in North America anyway. Um, the way you're going to tell that it's a milk thistle is it'll be like this little flower um, that looks, that has like a spiky ass to it. A green spiky ass with like a purple flower on top. <laughs> Um, it is, it is pokey and they do have spines on the leaves and the stalks, but if you remove the, the, the spines, they can be eaten. You can bake, um, or boil the roots. Um, but milk thistle, there is some medicinal properties of that if you'd like to look that up, but this is a really great plant I use, um, for witchcraft because it's pokey. <laughs> if I want to do a protection spell and I want to use things from my area, I'll go grab some old dried up thistles. Um, I found one the other day. I'll try to post what my finds in the group, um, the witchy woman friends group and in the coven so you guys can see what it, what it looks like. But big spikes, very ouchy. <laughs> um, you can use those in like little spell bags and things to protect your area, um, your space, your house, whatever. The next one um, that I find is really widely available for everybody is clover. Um, clover is definitely edible. Um, the only thing with clover <laughs> is that if you eat a bunch of it raw, if you're like picking it and eating it like a cow, you're probably going to have um, a stomach ache. <laughs> it is very high in protein. Um, you can make tea uh, with it, so dry it up, and you can steep it in water. So, and it's fun to look for that four-leaf clover. So clover is good luck, fortune, um, prosperity, that sort of thing is what the magical properties to that would be. So it's really fun to make a good luck tea. <laughs> if you want to change your luck around, go forage for some flat or for some clover. Clean them off, please. Um, put some in, uh, you know, dry them out, stick them in the, uh, your tea diffuser, make some tea. Put some other stuff in there that also um, corresponds with, you know, changes in luck, good luck, or good fortune, and make it a ritual out of it. I've recently started doing a lot of like tea rituals, and I'm really, really digging it. <laughs> but yeah, don't eat, don't eat handfuls of it, or you'll have a stomach ache. Like, bad one. <laughs> okay, so next one, wild onions. 
So if you if it smells like an onion, it's probably fine to eat. If you see what looks like an onion and growing wild and you pull it up and it does not like smell like garlic or onion, don't eat it. It's probably something you shouldn't be ingesting. They like to grow in damp places. Like you can find them if you go like into the woods or something, you're going to find a lot of wild um wild garlic or wild um, onions on the, on the forest floor, that sort of thing. You can eat everything. You can eat it raw, cooked. It's <laughs> Wild onions to me are a little on the bitter side, so I don't like eating them raw. They're very potent. Um, and like the ones we have around here kind of taste like a cross between an onion and a garlic. But you can use those in your magic. You can dry them out. You can also use those in like protection spells, <laughs> repelling spells, um, banishing, that kind of thing. Um, and they do, they smell really strong. So if you don't like that smell, it's not gonna be one that you're gonna <laughs> want to play with. Purslane is another one. It is such a cool herb. You're going to find this everywhere. It's going to, it's, it's a weed and people think it's a weed. So it grows like in sidewalk cracks and stuff. And it's like this, um, small jade looking plant. And it's got little flowers. It'll have like purple and pink and orange, little tiny flowers uh, with little stars in the middle. So they've got like a five point star in the middle. If you look at it, I love them for witchy stuff. They are also literally one of the most nutritious weeds <laughs> that you can eat. It's super high in omega, omega-3 fatty acids and beta-carotene. Um, you can eat it in salads. You can like sprinkle that on salads. You can eat it um, raw or cooked. Um, put it in stir fry, something like that. Um, so anyway, and it's super hearty. Like once it's in your yard, it stays there. <laughs> I have some and I just let it go. Um, one, it's pretty. It looks cool when it like grows in and out of the rocks and the flowers are super super pretty and let's talk violets they grow like there's a few different varieties that grow wild around here they're easily identifiable they're going to be like blue or a bluey purple colored they're very high in vitamin a and c so they're really good for you um leaves can be eaten raw or boiled and it makes such a beautiful tea the only thing is, um, do not eat the roots or stems, um, and completely avoid African violets. Um, it's, yeah, yuck. Uh, bad things happen. Anyway, violets can be used medicinal, medicinally, it's good for headaches. Um, so violet tea, that sort of thing. Okay, let's talk about magical, um, uses for it. Fertility. So, when you first go outside and you notice the wildflowers or the like volunteer flowers that will come up and sometimes in your yard, a lot of them are going to be these little violets. So they strongly represent fertility and spring. I love to offer them to Persephone. Um, I really, really love this flower. It's one of the first real signs of spring here in Nebraska. So I treasure these flowers so, so much. <laughs> So, um, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, daylilies. So, daylilies, you can eat those. Um, you can eat them, you can fry them, you can cut them, um, and put them in stir fry. They are really, really beautiful. Like, daylilies, to me, I have them all over my yard and I love them, or my in my flower beds. You can, um, eat them even if they're open all the way, you can still eat them that way. Or you can pick like the blooms and um, eat those. 
Acorns is another one I want to talk about. I don't find them much here, but I wanted to say that these are really, really great to gather for abundance and prosperity work. You'll see a lot of symbolism if you look online uh, using acorns uh, as a as like a prosperity um, symbol. And I like to use those in little spell bags when I can get a hold of them. And the last like common herb or common plant that you can find foraging would be the wild lettuce. Wild lettuce is a really versatile um, plant, um, but we use it for medicinal purposes, not just to eat. Um, it can be harvested and processed to make wild lettuce e extract and look that up. Wild lettuce has amazing medicinal and alternative health type purposes. And um, I'm just going to leave it at that. I hate giving, or I, I don't hate, I try to shy away from too much like medicinal advice or something that somebody could construe as a um, nod towards taking a new herb or ingesting a new herb because of the liability. So if you want to learn anything about these herbs, look them up, ask your doctor, ask your naturopath if you're going to ingest these things, okay? You've been warned. <laughs> Let's go over real quick, like, what the parts of the plant can be used for, like, is in, like, general suggestions. And I am taking this from Old World Witchcraft by uh, Raven Gramasi. I love anything by this author. Um, but here is a suggestion on plant parts and what they can be used for in your magical um, practice. So first of all, we have the root. So the root is used to command, control, and bind. The crown of a plant is for transition and connecting opposites. The trunk or stem for changing perspectives and new insights. The leaves are for empowering and energizing. The bud is opportunities and potential. Flower, spiritual connections. Fruit, completion and reflection. The seed, Continuation and Preservation. I love that. Um, I highly recommend this book. If you like um, plant magic and especially if you're into uh, any of the poison path with the baneful um, herbs and plants, you will love books <laughs> Books um, by Raven Gramasi. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. I probably not. But anyway, love the books. I wanted to leave you with this. So some of the things that I forage, I will keep and then kind of press or dry in between pages of a heavy book. And then I will glue them or tape them to a page in my book of shadows. So my book of shadows might be different than the way other people might do it. I don't know, but I have all of my spell stuff in there. I've got correspondences and, and magical information and deity uh, information. And then I also have journaling stuff. So like in my deity section, I will put journal entries there on when I interact with these deities, things that I feel are notable. So same with the rest of my magical practice. If I go foraging, I usually write down what I found, like the day, what it was like. And then if something was just felt like I, I wanted to save a plant from that, that experience, I will put it in, in my book of shadows. And this one was really special with me because I normally forage by myself. And this time I got to take Maddie with me and she was like all into learning about plants and um, just soaking up all kinds of information. And it was such a special day for me that 
that. I, I have a few flowers that I kept just for that purpose. So I'll be putting those in my book of shadows um, in the, the comment section, basically. My journaling part of my book of shadows. I also want to add that I just finished this episode and was reviewing it and realized that I sound super ableist. I, I don't know how to fix that other than I realize and recognize that getting access to state parks, to federal parks, or any kind of public access area to nature may be an issue for anybody with mobility limitations. So I don't have the answer to this. I know that some parks have accessibility and some don't, and I wish it wasn't that way. Um, if anybody that is um, able to speak on this subject from um, the right perspective, because um, I, I am not the right person to be having a soapbox about this. Um, so if anybody has experience with this and has tips for anybody with um, mobility limitations, please um, share them in our groups with G Woman Friends or in the Coven or both. Um, or if you don't feel comfortable doing that, um, go ahead and email me at Witchy Woman witchywomanpodcast at gmail.com because I don't have the answers and I realized the entire episode was super ableist sounding because I didn't recognize anybody else's perspective but my own. So I want to apologize to anybody that was like, dude, what about me? Um, yeah. So anyway, I am very sorry. This episode is coming out early tomorrow morning, tomorrow's Tuesday, because I have some family things I got to go to, um, with my husband tomorrow, and I may be kind of unavailable, uh, for like the first half or two-thirds of the day. Just gonna warn you, in case you text me and I don't answer, or email me and I don't answer right back, um, that's, I, I will just m maybe be a little unavailable f for that time period, because I'll be with my husband doing some stuff. <laughs> Um, but I will get to your messages, I promise. Um, if anybody has any questions about any of the herbs, um, or needs help finding resources, I'm going to put some resources to, um, find, like, where to find herbs and what ones are good for this and that. I'll put those in the show notes and share them in our groups as well so that you have somewhere you can research um, and get the information for yourself. And again, I love the Plant Snap apps. Um, they are good. Um, not all of them are accurate all the time. So I, as on average, because I am paranoid, I will take take a picture of the same thing three times <laughs> in that app, um, in any of my apps, and make sure it comes up with the same plant at least two out of three times. <laughs> um, just to make sure that I've got the right plant and that if I'm going to ingest it or handle it, I am being safe. Thank you so much to everybody who listens. I really, really appreciate you guys. I don't know how, I, I want to figure out a way to like express how fucking much I appreciate each one of you and I haven't figured that out yet but when I do I'll let you know <laughs> I also want to say thank you to everybody in the coven we got a rush of new um new uh, faces in our coven and I want to say thank you to each one of you that have joined uh we just had if anybody's in the citrine group Calum Turner of Fortune by Calum did an intro to tarot class yesterday that it is available for replay and it is Fan-freaking-tastic. There's a ton of information in there about the history of tarot and 
things, <clears throat> excuse me, things that I, I did not know about. So I loved it. I plan on signing up for his classes. He has individual classes. It's just you and him and you can pick which classes to take and you can reach him by getting on Instagram um, and looking up Fortune by Kalem. That's K-A-L-E-M um, or getting the same on, on Facebook. Uh, what else do I got? Oh, thank you so much to Denebi, um on Instagram. She is Lunasoul underscore Oracle. She did our group Reiki session in our Citrine group on Saturday, and it was so beautiful. I felt my heart center, like, open up and start to heal and I know I needed this so so bad and I got really great feedback from everybody else so thank you so much to Navy um and for anybody that didn't know that was happening or didn't know about that is now going to be an every other month thing in the citrine group as a benefit for your tier so we will do group reiki um session and she will be conducting those every other month um I just thought it would be a really cool perk and I wanted to have people introduced to to energy healing because it's really been a big part of my life and it's been a part of making my uh, life better. Um, it's changed a lot of the ways I interact with people and other people's energy. So I wanted to introduce you guys to it. All right. So I bambled, bambled, <sighs> rambled, rambled on long enough. <laughs> I will talk to you guys later. <laughs> and as always, stay witchy. Bye-bye.